Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere playing at luckylandslots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18+. Plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. We be. Maybe. There we be. What a way to, what a way to kick off a, uh, the power surge. What a way to kick off a Sunday radio show. To the Jiggy Jaguar show on the network. It's a power surge, kids. Welcome to the uh, world-famous Jiggy Jaguar Radio Broadcast. Coast to coast, border to border, on TuneIn, iTunes, Radio Loyalty. Jesus Christ, it's a power surge, kids. Wasn't that a uh, band? That was power. Was it power surge? Was that power surge? Power zone? Who was that? Who was that back in the day? It's a power surge. Power warrior. Power warrior was the uh, New Japan guy, I believe. Man, welcome to it. We are going to go ahead and uh, we are trying to cover our systems here. And... Uh, we are going to call our first guest here in just a few seconds. Joe Calderwood is our first guest. He is going to join us here in just a few moments. We're going to call him and get him on. a hell of a deal. I believe as we try to recover from our power surge here. Good Lord. Try to recover from a power surge here. It's like they turned the electricity off. No, they didn't. So obviously I'm on the air, so. Hi, uh, this is Joe. Please leave a message. And there's Joe At the Colton tone, Wood. please record your a, message. We're going to leave a message for Joe Calderwood. you may hang up or press 1 for more options. Joe Calderwood, it is James Lowe from KJAG Radio calling you for your radio interview. We will call you back. Appreciate it. And uh, we are going to do this. We are going to take a quick break. And uh, give me uh, a minute here. 
This is Jason Roberts with the Wealth Investors Minute. I had an opportunity to speak with a 30-year-old man the other day who wanted to know if I could outline a specific plan so that he could turn into a millionaire by the time he retired. I wish more people asked that question. I told him first save $30,000, which he'd already done. Next, I outlined how he could create a $15,000 annual income from that first $30,000 through a joint venture real estate partnership program. In two years, when he saved another $30,000, buy a three-bedroom, two-bathroom house, renovate it, and turn it over to a property manager. The average purchase price should be around 90000 and will require about 15000 in repairs. Use a standard 80-20 mortgage. After that, every two years, purchase another property until he turns 53. The result, by the time he's 70, he will have roughly 10 properties worth $2 million, earning around 14000 a month. All this beginning with just $30,000, mind you. This is Jason Roberts with the Wealth Investors Minute. world-famous Jiggy Jaguar radio program. Raw and uncut, Jiggy Jag, you know how you do it, you know what I'm saying? Keeping it all the way live. Broadcasting live from Hutchinson, Kansas. Well, I'm sitting here with a linguist. I have a linguist. no idea. <laughs> I love I didn't that. know you were an but I didn't know that you were a wordsmith. <laughs> Call Jiggy right now, 267-22-Jiggy. Hey, Jiggy, what's happening, man? You must be that uh, David Bowie song. Jiggy, break guitar. It's a great day, man. Thanks so much for having me on the show. Presenting. I'm, I'm Mike Massey, and, uh, you know, you can catch me on Jiggy Jag TV and uh, see a few of my tricks up there. Thank you very much. Jiggy Jaguar. I never knew what freedom was until I saw you lose yours. The band was called Power Station, by the way. It is the world-famous Cheeky Jaguar radio broadcast. It is a Sunday radio show, coast-to-coast and border-to-border on the mix. All Tuesdays. Welcome to the world-famous big broadcast. Joel Calderwood is up first. We're going to call him here in just a few seconds and get him locked in and got him loaded here on our big program. Let's try. Let's see where Joel Calderwood is. Uh, just, oh, please. Leave. And, At the tone, uh, please record your message. Leave a message. When you for finish Joel recording, again. you may hang up or press one for more options. Joel, how are you? It is James Lowe calling you one more time for your radio interview. Give us a holler back here. Or we'll keep calling. Appreciate it. There went Joel Calderwood. So let's try him one more time here. Let's try Joel Calderwood. I believe we may have Joel Calderwood. Hey, Joel, how are you, my friend? I could not be better. How are you doing? <laughs> Pretty good. After a uh, after a power surge here at the studio, we are back and live. And um, Joel Calderwood joins us here on our big broadcast, Coast to Coast, Boulder to Boulder, on TuneIn, iTunes, Radio Loyalty, and, of course, The Mix, on Tuesdays. And uh, we are going to get a hold of... 
Jaybird Wells, our co-host here, and uh, bring her into the conversation. Thanks for joining us here on The Mix. Thanks for joining us here on iHeartRadio, AMFM, 247.com, TuneIn, iTunes, and Radio Loyalty. And um, Joel Calderwood is our first guest here on our big broadcast. And um, Stained Fortune, a crime story by Joel Calderwood is our first topic here. And um, Joel, tell me and Jay a little bit about yourself and uh, a little bit about this book. Okay, uh, a little bit about myself. I'm what I call a serial entrepreneur. I went in business uh, after I got out of college, went in business for myself as a uh, certified public accountant and a consultant, did that. And after about three years of that, started another business with a family member, which was what we now call assisted living. And so I've always had at least two business ventures and uh, a variety of clients and people I've met through those businesses. And uh, so that's been my business career, and I grew up in the agricultural area of Miami, Florida, which a lot of people, you know, kind of throws them because they think of uh, South Beach and all that stuff. But uh, my father was a farmer down there on about 65 acres, and I grew up in that kind of environment, and my grandparents were pioneers down there, some of the earliest people yes. that were working with. Uh, Henry Flagler, that was a railroad man, building the railroad that brought people down there, started in Palm Beach all the way to Key West. So I grew up around all those stories, you know, true stories about how all that went in the early days of 1900. Joel Calderwood with us today. He joins us live on Skype Audio, and uh, we also have Jay Bird Wells with us today. She's going to ride shotgun and co-host the uh, the big broadcast with us today here in the broadcast. How are you feeling today, Jay? I know that you're uh, you, you 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 you've got some medical issues, but you 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 sound and uh, and 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 look well, at least from the photo that I put up. <laughs> I should earn the Actress of the Year award. <laughs> Um, now, Joel, uh, tell me and Jay about your book here. Okay, well, uh, the book, it is fiction, and uh, it's a crime story, and it's one of three books. We're just coming out with the second one that's called Money Faucet. But anyway, this particular book is I was writing a memoir, and I went to take a writing class at the university here where I live in Asheville, North Carolina, and they had two classes, one on memoir and one on uh, fiction, and I found I enjoyed the fiction and started writing a short story. That's where the story began, Staying Fortune, about a young man, early 30s, this character protagonist, his name is Clint, and how this character would do just about anything to make money, and he'd got into some tangles, and he was from the Miami area and had all kinds of connections. So that's that's the main character that uh, has some of my traits, but there's things he did that I would never consider doing, and uh, ended up laundering money, moved to Mexico, laundered money for some of the drug kings there, and made a fortune out of it, and that's where, when I'd finished the book, I thought, well, he made a fortune, 
but it's not from normal channels of business, so I call it stained fortune. How uh, how long has the book been out? It came out in uh, May of last year. Do you have any uh, quotes that you really like about it? Uh, from reviews and yes. different things? Yes. 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 Uh, here's, here's one of the reviews. Uh, brilliant, especially for a first book. Well done, Joe Calderwood. Great storyline. I could not put the book down after just reading the first few pages. Scene and character description was out elegant, excellent. Loved the gay characters that were on top of business. Uh, I've got another one said, captured me from the start. Superb character development. Fellas, though I knew them, couldn't wait to find out what was going to happen next. Loved the surprise twist and turns. Very well written. Thoroughly enjoyed the book. I've got about seven, uh, and they're posted on Goodreads and Amazon. And uh, it really is encouraging now for people I don't know to make a review. And oh, usually yes. it's about out of five stars. It's it's normally uh, four to five stars. Uh, what, what kind of editing process did you have to go through? Did you hire Would editors? I, yes, I hired an editor, uh, Lynn Venucci, who has uh, written books before as an editor. And so when I had written all of this material figure, it's my first book. So as I got into it, uh, and I started it as a short story, about 3,000 words, is the original title I had for it was the second time I went to prison. Well, everybody, that grabbed them, and that's the idea, is when you write something, you need to get somebody's attention from the beginning to get them to start reading and go on from there. So that's why I use that title is would create a question in somebody's mind. Well, good God, the second time I went to prison, what'd you go to prison for the first time? (laughs) As this uh, continued, I thought, well, the short story Mm -hmm. went fine. And everybody in the class, when we took a break, when I read my short story, because you had to do that in the class, is they said, have you you've been to prison? I said, no, this is fiction. I've never been to prison. <laughs> I've just made this up. So it seemed so believable. And the teachers told me that, she said, that's quite a tale, you know, you've come up with. And that's all I need is a little encouragement. And off I went. I started writing yes. more about it. And uh, I got to like 20,000 words. And the writing teacher and I became pretty good friends. And we had a little group that would meet. And she said, I think you can make a book out of it. And I got up to about 80,000 words, and I couldn't come up with an ending. So I had to edit it myself, which is very laborious and time-consuming and boring because you keep reading the same thing over and over. Uh, I finally oh, hired my God. Business. You cannot imagine. Oh. I can imagine. Your book is at 80,000 words? Well, this book ended up being about six. 55,000 or 70,000 so when we got finished but here was the thing it was 370 pages Uh and it was overwhelming so my writing teacher said you know I have a friend that does editing you know uh, why don't you and I felt like oh my god you know send this to a legitimate editor they're going to throw it in the trash or something so after three days the woman called she says man I love this 
And she said, but, well, I've got to clean it up, and I hope you're not sensitive about things. I said, no, that's your job. I used to tell people when I was practicing as a CPA, you have to hire the right professional for things. So I'm a big boy. You can tell me anything you want to. Just tell me you love the storyline, but you can take it apart grammatically and the wrong phrases. My brain's not focusing. What's a CPA? A certified public accountant. Oh, okay. And uh, they're usually boring as hell, but I'm not. And, uh, <laughs> so, so anyway, I uh, thought, I started reading it, and I thought, you know what? I'm just going to send it to her the way it is. And I had came up with a really lame ending because I couldn't stop. I just kept writing more and more. And uh, so she helped me immensely. And then uh, we went to Water Street Press. And uh, that's how I got it published. Sweet. And now my second book will be out. Now is uh, it a series, or is the second yeah. book a different different uh, category? It's what I call the Clint. Clint is the protagonist, so the main character is Clint Kennedy. So this is these three books will be the Clint Kennedy series about this whole way that he developed this uh, laundering of the money, what he did with the money, he, how he's going to get redeemed at the end, kind of. And, did I hear uh, you say that you had uh, gay characters in it? Yeah, Clint Kennedy, is he calls himself bisexual, but when he got arrested the first time in Miami, he moved to Mexico to get a new start, but when he was in Miami, he had done well, nice-looking chap, uh, smart, did well in college. Uh, he had run an escort business because that was a way to make money. And that's so what he did. Is this book for like 15 and up or 18 and up? I mean, how, how uh, graphic do well, the, the and, and, and scenes today, get? Oh yeah, it's not graphic. Yeah, it's uh, there's not graphic scenes about sex in there. There's innuendos about, you know, somebody going to bed with the same sex but not details so of is what is it uh, categorized as adult or young adult? I'd say young adult. Okay, so you, you haven't... I got the 15-year-olds I've met today know more than I do about anything, and I'm 70. <laughs> You're 70? I am. Wow, I, so this is like a huge accomplishment for like a, something off the bucket list. <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, I thought about, listen, I thought about writing a book uh, probably 40 years ago, and it was going to be nonfiction because I found all the business people I was around and people wanting to have business uh, needed to have some kind of business plan to look at what they're really doing. So I, I came up with an idea for a book called Time for Success. And that's the real bottom line is if you've got a good idea, you, your business could be successful, but it's going to come down to time. And then the time is going to dictate if it's going to take you a year or two years or five years. But do you have that time to develop this business and the money that it's going to take? But that's when I started thinking about writing, and I would write about that, you know, put it together because I got to thinking this. Being a CPA, a, an accountant, a businessman, 
you're really working one side of your brain. So I was never interested in being, uh, even though I like music, as I thought this would be an outlet for me that would be using the other side of my brain and the creativity, even though a lot of times an accountant, a tax accountant, is artistic in a way and what they're arriving at and all the jumbled up stuff they get. But anyway, well, I wanted to uh, always wanted to write. So yes, you're kind of right in a way that it's on a bucket list because ten years ago, when we we actually moved to Mexico, that's how Mexico becomes uh, uh, the city and the country in this book because I was familiar with it. We lived there two and a half years. While I was there, I was around other writers that I met. And they had written books, and I'd tell them stories how I grew up, and they said, man, you ought to write some of this stuff down. So that kind of fueled the fire. All you got to do is give me some kind of push, and I'm raring to go. How uh, how soon, do you have any, like, everyday distractions? Because my, my first sci-fi is 110000 and I'm shooting for 150000 for the second book. And I've got distractions like kids and a farm. And work and no, I have, yeah, I'm a uh, developer. Yeah, I have a 62 lot development that I started five years ago, and we're just we just signed six con. We're building six houses, so yeah, I've got plenty of distractions. Plus, my spouse, uh, we've been together 37 years. We've been married three years because it became legal. You know, I'm gay, and it was never legal, and I never thought I'd see it, and it wasn't even financially smart to get married but i did it because we could so i've got plenty of distractions so um how how soon do you see yourself knocking out the next book uh the next book is finished now we're working on the third book awesome and then uh i'm working closer with my editor because i came up with story an outline of what the third book needs to be and needs to be the ending of this thing and what i'm doing now too so I've probably got ADD and all those other conditions. I'm always <laughs> on. The and I think most successful business people actually are. And uh, so I'm working on a nonfiction book. I've already written two chapters of it. So it's well, uh, but I love, you made I love a doing it. Pretty That's good awesome. accomplishment. I'm very proud of you. Thanks. We've got uh, Joel Calderwood. What is, your, what is your book about? Yes, Jay. Uh, tell him a little bit about your books. Um, I've in the last year I've been knocking out some old projects myself, but my biggest accomplishment would be my hundred and ten thousand uh, soft science fiction novel that questions the heart of humanity when a group of kidnapped individuals are unlawfully experimented on and turned into basically mermaids. Wow, <laughs> interesting. Well, well, Joel, uh, we're we're kind of up against the clock here, my friend, uh, for our next guest. But before we let you go, how do we get the book? Um, how do we find you on social media? Had, had, give us all the details, my friend. Okay. Yeah. So on Facebook, it's uh, my name, Joe Calderwood. There's a couple of different uh, Calderwoods on there, Joe Calderwood, but Joe Calderwood, Asheville, North Carolina. Okay. So I'll be on there. And on uh, Instagram, it's one word of stained fortune. So you can find it on there. Okay. Uh, my book is available on Amazon or Barnes & Noble online. Awesome. And you can get it in the Kindle version or the paperback version. 
Uh, and uh, so if any of the readers do go forward, I would appreciate them, you know, purchasing the book and especially do a review, whether they like it, don't like it, but do a review on Goodreads. Yes, or, honest, uh, honesty and, helps for reviews. Yeah, yes, exactly. That's yes, what my body teacher says. You've had all good reviews. You're going to get a bad one one of these days. <laughs> and, uh, that's from my first mentor in my first business. My mentor said, you're going to find out 10% of your clients are going to be 90% of your problems. And it's true. 90% of the people are fine. 10% are going to have a problem with whatever you do. So it's fine. So I'm looking for people to do a review and give me their comments and their thoughts about the book. Well, Joel, uh, we've appreciated having you on. Uh, I definitely am looking forward to uh, that next book. When, when, when do you believe that'll be out and running? Should be out and available in about, I'm going to guess, three months. As we're finished, it's, okay. going, it's going to the publisher. And it's going to be, name of it is Money Fawcett. Well, I am I am definitely uh, looking forward to that. We're going to let you go, my friend. Jay, we'll be back after the commercial. And uh, when we get back, we have got our next guest. Uh, my thanks to Joel Calderwood and uh, Jay Bird-Wells. And uh, we are going to take a break when we come back. We have got a fantastic guest coming up. Micah Harris is going to join us here on the Sunday radio broadcast. Here on The Mix. All Tuesdays. Attention, this is a public notice from Citizens Disability. If you are one of the millions of Americans who are disabled and unable to work, you may be entitled to disability benefits from Social Security. Receiving benefits is your right if you suffer from a physical or mental disability. Whether you're applying for the first time or you've already been denied, Citizens Disability can help. You'll be given an advocate who will evaluate your situation, handle your application, and deal with Social Security. Best of all, there is no fee until you receive your benefits. We only get paid if you win your case. To get started with your free no-obligation consultation, call 800-504-1639. That's 800-504-1639. There are a vast number of conditions that can make you eligible for disability benefits, many that you may not be aware of. So if you're disabled and unable to work, Call Citizens Disability today. Again, that's 800-504-1639. 800-504-1639. That's Citizens Disability. 800-504-1639. If your credit card bills have gotten out of hand, call Consolidated Credit now. They can consolidate your debts, reduce your interest rates, and get you out of debt fast. Call Consolidated Credit now. 800-404-0907. 800-404-0907. That's 800-404-0907. Consolidated Credit Counseling Services Incorporated. 5701 West Sunrise Boulevard, Fort Lauderdale, Florida. 33313. Not a loan company. Licensed by the New York Department of Financial Services and by the Vermont Department of Financial Regulation. Maryland DM19. Oregon DM80031. Licensed by Virginia State Corporation Commission DC32. It's www.themic.info. It's the Mike Online Magazine. Been around since 2004. The Mike Online Magazine has been delivering the hardest news, the hardest hits, and the hardest content. Music coverage, reviews, interviews, videos, everything you crave in the local music, pop culture, 
and indie culture. It's the Mike Online Magazine. Listen to KJagRadio.com, Rock Music Hub, EDM Music Hub, and all of the KMA Entertainment family of radio stations online at themic.info. Themike.info. Check it out today. It's the Mike Online Magazine. You know you want to be there. It's the Mike. Check it out. Step up to the Mike at themike.info. Are you worried about your mom or dad living alone in their house? Hi, I'm Joan London. Listen, I know how difficult it is to find senior care for someone you love. That's why I recommend a free service called A Place for Mom. They are the nation's largest senior living referral service. Call A Place for Mom today. To receive free information on senior living communities in your area, call A Place for Mom at 1-800-809-5785. A Place for Mom offers free, one-on-one advice from local advisors and a personalized list of senior living communities you can visit. If you have questions about senior care for your mom or dad, there's a place for answers, a place for mom. Call A Place for Mom in the next 10 minutes to get your free ebook on financing senior care as well as free information on senior living communities in your area. Call 1-800-809-5785. That's 1-800-809-5785. If you owe $10,000 or more to the IRS and you cannot afford to make payments to the IRS, you may qualify for the CNC tax program. This is a new program, and if you qualify, you won't make any payments to the IRS while in this program. Once you're accepted into this program, the IRS is forced to stop all harassing collection activities. No threatening phone calls, no wage garnishments, no bank levies, and no more monthly payments to the IRS. Get ready to write this number down. It's the most important number you'll ever need to End your IRS tax nightmare. Call Paramount Tax Relief at 800-549-6183 for a free confidential consultation to find out if you qualify for the CNC tax program. Once you are accepted into the CNC tax program, you won't make any payments to the IRS while in this program. Call Paramount Tax Relief now at 800-549-6183. That's 800-549-6183. Again, 800-549-6183. If you're over the age of 50 and considering buying an annuity in the next 60 days, I have some important news for you. Don't buy an annuity until you understand the pros and cons of annuities. A free book to help you maximize your retirement income from television host and three-time author Josh Melberg has been released. This book reveals little-known truths about annuity strategies in simple-to-understand terms. Grab a pen right now because we are about to offer you this free book that unlocks the five little-known secrets we believe baby boomers and seniors should know before buying an annuity. Call 800-378-8005 now and you'll receive a free copy of Josh Milberg's book, Next Gen Annuity Strategies Revealed. As a bonus, we'll also send you a copy of The Number One Mistakes Retirees Are Making With Their Investments Today and a free DVD on how you can get up to 33% more income in retirement. Call 800-378-8005. That's 800-378-8005. Employees of J.D. Milberg Financial have the appropriate licenses for the products they offer. Not Merry Christmas. Back to the Tiggy Jaguar Show on the network. That is what happens when you uh, have a pre-tape getting ready to go because you're making phone calls. 
Welcome back to the mix on Tuesdays. It is the big broadcast. It is the Sunday radio show. Thanks for joining us. Jay Bird Wells is going to join us back. Here in just a few moments, we are going to call our next guest. And uh, our next guest is set to be Micah Harris. He is going to join us here in just a few moments. Here on the... uh, Is that the second hour? Hello, this is Micah Harris. There is Micah. How are you, sir? It is uh, James Lowe from iHeartRadio giving you a call for your radio interview. How are you, sir? I'm doing well. How are you? Pretty good, actually. Uh, we've got Micah Harris with us today. He joins us live here on iHeartRadio and AMFM, 247.com, tune in iTunes, and Radio Loyalty. And uh, he has got a fantastic book out there called Only Small Things Are Good. And he joins us today here on Skype Audio. We are going to go grab our co-host for the hour here, Jay Bird Wells, on Skype and... Uh, we will get her in here and uh, make some things happen. Now, um, Micah Harris is with us today. He joins us live here on our big broadcast. Thanks for joining us here on The Mix on Tuesdays. And uh, Jay Bird Wells, I believe, has joined us on yes. Skype Audio. And uh, Micah Harris, tell us a little bit about yourself. Um, educate our listeners a little bit about yourself and your book, Only Small Things Are Good. Tell me a little bit about all this. Yeah, thanks for having me on. I, uh, so I grew up on a, a ranch in West Texas in the Panhandle, north of Amarillo. And then I've worked in Washington, D.C. with the federal government for about 12 years, most of it in national security. I worked in the Senate Armed Services Committee for a couple of years, about a year and a half at the White House, and then for a while in the office of the Secretary of Defense. And it's, it's that experience that led to me writing a novel about uh, a West Texas mechanics kid who goes to work in the Pentagon, and it, and I enjoyed playing out this sort of clash of a, a mechanics ethos, someone who knows how to fix a piece of machinery and make it run right, against someone who's trying to work in a, a massive bureaucracy like you have in the Pentagon. Uh, so that's, <laughs> that's the, the real short version about me and about this book. Now, uh, Jay Bird Wells is also a best-selling author, and she joins us today here on Skype, or as a... Uh, our, our friends in the podcasting world refer to her as a loudmouth, witty broad. However, <laughs> uh, we we take that as a badge of honor here, Micah. Um, Jay, do you have any questions for uh, for Micah Harris here? Always have questions for authors. I love how you have probably put a lot of your. Let's see here. Authors like to take some real life experiences even if they twist it up and make some stuff like, oh, nonfiction, or fiction, I mean. Um, so what kind of research did you have to go up and about and in doing past your personal experience to put in this book? Mm, so I didn't do a ton of research because I had a lot of personal experience. The thing, though, that... that I, so the book is set in a counterterrorism office in um, in the office of the Secretary of Defense. I had never worked there, and so I did have to do some some research and reading up on the particular issues they work um, over there. The thing is, I signed a lot of non-disclosure agreements to yes. do the actual job I did in the Pentagon, and so I can't, I, I'm not going to tell you that story. Mm-hmm. Um, but I did some research on. Um, how terrorist detainees are handled. These are, think of people maybe at Guantanamo Bay because that's part of the subject matter of the book and it's subject matter I had never worked on. 
Does that answer your question? Yes, it does. Uh, it's probably an author to an author, so we might be losing some people. Um, <laughs> it is. So, uh, um, yes, go ahead, Jay. I was just going to ask: um, Are you, you making a series, or is this just a one-time adventure? It's not. I, I didn't intentionally design it for a series. Uh, I'm sure. I'm sure you could write a sequel, though, if it. Uh, if the times ask for it. <laughs> so what kind of marketing do you do for this book? So uh, yeah, several things. Um, one of them is uh, doing talk radio interviews, which I've really enjoyed. Um, and then I did done an online, uh, some online interviews, and then I'll be um, publishing some articles on similar topics as time goes by. I had a, a big book launch party in D.C., which was a lot of fun and invited some Pentagon officials I worked with that came out, came out and spoke, and that was that was also wonderful. We've got a... Any uh, tips, I'm, I'm obviously open to them. <laughs> We've got Micah Harris with us today. He joins us live here on Skype Audio. He is fantastic. He has got an amazing, amazing book out there. It is called... Only Small Things Are Good. He's a uh, morality and religion writer, and he's been featured in uh, several media outlets, including FirstThings.com and Sojourners. And um, he's with us today here on our big program. And um, that one of the things that uh, I, I, I want to get your thoughts on here, my friend, is uh, the Grammys. Uh, fairly recently, these these things crashed and burned. Uh, basically, were the lowest rated in history. Um, mm. What 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 do you make of this? Because uh, it seems like everybody's searching for morality and wisdom beyond some of this stuff with the with the uh, Grammy Awards or tweets from politicians. Uh, how does your book, "Only Small Things Are Good," address kind of some of the things that we're dealing with in the uh, in the culture? right now my friend yeah I, I so I appreciate that question um, I, I find that so much of our public dialogue is is carried out in a very angry voice and I've kind of noticed people doing two things one you focus on the news and you get really angry f- from either side at, at what at what people are doing or you turn away and just get disgusted and walk away and become apathetic and Writing this book, uh, very much trying to find a way to really turn toward who we are as a society and what makes us tick in a way that's uh, that's constructive and that's not driven by anger. And that was a, a fun project for me and one that's, uh, that I do recommend and I hope more people will pursue. We've got uh, Micah Harris. Does that Harris. make sense? Yes. Yes, it does. Yes. yes, it does, my friend. Micah Harris with us today. He's the author of Only Small Things Are Good. He joins us today here on Skype Audio, here on our Sunday radio broadcast. And um, take us through your writing process here. I'm always interested in hearing uh, authors' writing processes for their books. Uh, take us through uh, Take us through that here, my friend. Yeah, I, so... I had kind of burned out working in the Pentagon, and so I arranged to take uh, three months off from work. And, I, and during that three months, I wrote the first draft of this book. Uh, the way I would do it is I'd wake up in the morning, put my laptop computer in my bag, and walk out the door of my house and tell myself I can't walk back in that door until I've written 2,000 words, which is about awesome. eight or ten pages. Um, and I did that six days a week until I had a first draft written. 
How how long is your book? It's three hundred and fifty pages. Wow. So how many how many words? It's about ninety five thousand words. I have time to read that. <laughs> yeah, we've, we've got uh, we've got Micah Harris with us today. He's the author of Only Small Things Are Good. Jay Birdwell's with us today, our uh, co-host as well on Skype Audio. And uh, Micah, tell us a little bit about some of the different reviews and and, and some of the different write ups you've gotten on the book. Yeah, um, so one of one of the most gratifying to me was that an assistant secretary of defense that I worked for in the Pentagon. Her name's Madeline Creedon, and she read through it and and loved it. And she found it one of the best sort of portraits of uh, what it's like to be a human being working in the office of the secretary of defense. Um, and then I, for, I was also delighted. There's a I met a, a creative writing professor briefly at a conference. Asked her if she'd read it, and she loved it. She, and and this particularly was gratifying to me because she's from a very different part of the political spectrum than I am, and she really enjoyed reading a book that shows how language serves to help us understand each other or to drive each other away. And you see both of those functioning and how people how people negotiate some policy question in the Pentagon. You are totally down my alley. <laughs> well, I hope you'll read it and call me back. I would, I would, love, uh, I would love to talk to you once you've, once you've dug into it a little bit. Mike I, I would love to have that honor. joins us today. Only small things are good. He joins us today here on Skype Audio. And uh, Jay Birdwell's with us today. Now, um... Give us kind of a thumbnail sketch of the book and, and a closer look at the book itself. Yeah, so the, the main character's name, his name's Joel Alden, and he's, like I said, a, a West Texas mechanics kid. He goes to work on a, a, a thorny issue, um, which is how, what to do with um, detainees or prisoners who are picked up in the war on terrorism. And it's a tough policy thing because it, there's a question of is there a time when the war ends and you release them back to their country? And the answer is no, that these terrorist wars don't end in that same way. Or is, can you try them in U.S. courts? And that also has been blocked. People aren't comfortable with that process, and the evidence hasn't been collected in the right way for a court trial. And so this story is him working through the policy question of how to handle what they call terrorist de-radicalization programs, and this is some re-education camp that will be run in another country to help rehabilitate them, and he gets very concerned about that, and that A, it should be effective, and B, it treats people right. So I don't want to go on too long on that, but this is the policy issue he handles in the book. And then it's, I find that nearly everyone has this fantasy that if the president of the United States ever just sat down and talked with me, then we could set things straight. And that's a lot of the story here is the president actually doing that in a book and saying and thinking through what would you have to say in answer to a question like that? Who are we in America? What should we be? What could a president do to get us there? Um, and so then the story plays out from there. Oh, we so totally have to hook up after the show. <laughs> yeah, give me a call. Micah Do you Harris. have a website Go ahead, and a fan page for this book? Yes, I do. Um, the, the website, is, it's my first and last name, MicahHarris.com. It's M-I-C-A-H 
H-A-R-R-I-S.com. Um, you can also find uh, my author page on Facebook, uh, which is it's the same Facebook uh, slash Micah Harris. Micah Harris joins us today here on Skype Audio for uh, his fantastic, fantastic new book. And uh, th- this book is uh, stealing the hearts of reading enthusiasts everywhere. Uh, it is it is an amazing, amazing book. Uh, give us the profile of the typical reader who's going to love your book, Micah. Well, I had, uh, I had two readers in mind. There's a, a big portion of this book takes place in the Texas Panhandle, where I grew up, and another portion takes place in the Pentagon. So I wanted, um, I was hoping that everyone who picks it up would find something familiar and something strange. And I wanted people from middle America to be able to pick it up and have a look inside this strange world of working in this secret national security bureaucracy. And then I wanted people who work here with me to have a look at what does life look like in the, in middle America where I grew up. Um, so those are two profiles of readers, someone in the Pentagon who could take it to their family and say, here's what my life looks like, and someone in middle America who can take it to the government and say, look, this is what real people's lives look like. And then there's the witty big mouth broads. Yes. <laughs> we we, of, we often refer to Jay on this. Well, we don't refer to her, but the uh, uh, so, some 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 of our friends in the podcasting space, uh, if I can they use that term, they refer to her as a big mouth, witty broad. So yes, okay. Well, I'm just going to leave that one alone, <laughs> which is my rule for people I don't know very well. Um, <laughs> but I appreciate that, and I think you'll find. Uh, Another that is a word that people have used uh, is wit to describe the the sort of bureaucratic tour you get in this book from uh, from the main character Joel Alden. You know, only small things are good. Yeah, you sounded pretty like clever and witty. Yeah. Do you do you foresee yourself chucking another book out in the next year? In the next year, probably not in the next year, I would like to, um, I'd probably have just a little more time than that, though. So you have distractions. <laughs> well, I still have a full-time job working as, as a consultant yes. for the Department of Defense. Well, you could at least get, like, two sentences in a day. Yes, I could. You're right. <laughs> now, uh... That's your, that's your homework. Yeah. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> <laughs> We've got a, a great guest with us today. Micah Harris joins us here on the broadcast. Only small things are good is the topic, and uh, he has got uh, an amazing, amazing book out there. And um, uh, before we let you go, my friend, um, how, do, how do we uh, once again find you online and uh, pick up the book and social media, all these things? Yeah, probably the easiest place is to go to my website, which is micaharris.com. M-I-C-A-H-H-A-R-R-I-S dot com. You can also find it by going to uh, Barnes & Noble or Amazon.com and searching Only Small Things Are Good. Fantastic. Well, Jay, do you have any more questions for Micah before we let him go? I'm still in awe. I'm going to stalk him as soon as we get off. <laughs> she will. Uh, she she does that to all of our guests. She cyber stalks them on uh, on social media. So uh, you, you'll probably get a friend request here very soon, my friend. From the third Great, account. Great, do that. Send me send me a message. You can send me a message through my website easily, and we can we can link up.
Awesome. Sweet. Awesome. Uh, there goes Micah Harris and uh, Jay Bird Wells. We will uh, take a break, and we'll be back with more here on our big program. And uh, we want to thank everybody for joining us today here on our big broadcast, Coast to Coast, Boulder to Boulder. It is TuneIn. It is iTunes. Radio Loyalty. The Mix. On Tuesdays. Lots of stuff coming. Coming back with Stacy Russo. She is going to be our guest for the rest of the hour. And more coming up. Attention, this is a public notice from Citizens Disability. If you are one of the millions of Americans who are disabled and unable to work, you may be entitled to disability benefits from Social Security. Receiving benefits is your right if you suffer from a physical or mental disability. Whether you're applying for the first time or you've already been denied, Citizens Disability can help. You'll be given an advocate who will evaluate your situation, handle your application, and deal with Social Security. Best of all, there is no fee until you receive your benefits. We only get paid if you win your case. To get started with your free no-obligation consultation, call 800-504-1639. That's 800-504-1639. There are a vast number of conditions that can make you eligible for disability benefits, many that you may not be aware of. So if you're disabled and unable to work, Call Citizens Disability today. Again, that's 800-504-1639. 800-504-1639. That's Citizens Disability. 800-504-1639. If your credit card bills have gotten out of hand, call Consolidated Credit now. They can consolidate your debts, reduce your interest rates, and get you out of debt fast. Call Consolidated Credit now. 800-404-0907. 800-404-0907. That's 800-404-0907. Consolidated Credit Counseling Services Incorporated. 5701 West Sunrise Boulevard, Fort Lauderdale, Florida. 33313. Not a loan company. Licensed by the New York Department of Financial Services and by the Vermont Department of Financial Regulation. Maryland DM19. Oregon DM80031. Licensed by Virginia State Corporation Commission DC32. From Fred Phelps to the Kinsey Six, the best of the best from Central Kansas and beyond. We do it all. We are KJag Radio and the Jiggy Jaguar Radio Show. Log on to JiggyJaguar.com and KJagRadio.com for more. Are you worried about your mom or dad living alone in their house? Hi, I'm Joan London. Listen, I know how difficult it is to find senior care for someone you love. That's why I recommend a free service called A Place for Mom. They are the nation's largest senior living referral service. Call A Place for Mom today. To receive free information on senior living communities in your area, call A Place for Mom at 1-800-809-5785. A Place for Mom offers free one-on-one advice from local advisors and a personalized list of senior living communities you can visit. If you have questions about senior care for your mom or dad, there's a place for answers, a place for mom. Call a place for mom in the next 10 minutes to get your free ebook on financing senior care as well as free information on senior living communities in your area. Call 1-800-809-5785. That's 1-800-809-5785.
If you owe $10,000 or more to the IRS and you cannot afford to make payments to the IRS, you may qualify for the CNC tax program. This is a new program, and if you qualify, you won't make any payments to the IRS while in this program. Once you're accepted into this program, the IRS is forced to stop all harassing collection activities. No threatening phone calls, no wage garnishments, no bank levies, and no more monthly payments to the IRS. Get ready to write this number down. It's the most important number you'll ever need to end your IRS tax nightmare. Call Paramount Tax Relief at 800-549-6183 for a free confidential consultation to find out if you qualify for the CNC tax program. Once you are accepted into the CNC tax program, you won't make any payments to the IRS while in this program. Call Paramount Tax Relief now at 800-549-6183. That's 800-549-6183. Again, 800-549-6183. The Jiggy Jaguar Radio Program continues. Yes, indeed. It is a spooky, kabuki type Tuesday radio show this week. We're on the mix on Tuesdays. Welcome back. Big broadcast. Rolling. Rolling. We're rolling down the road. Rolling down the river, as they say. Getting ready to go into the second hour of our big broadcast, but uh, 51 minutes after the hour. Thanks for joining us here on The Mix on Tuesdays. And uh, Jay Bird Wells is going to join us back here in just a few moments. We are going to get a hold of Stacy Arusso. Oh, Stacy Arusso. Oh, Stacy Arusso is going to join us. Why has Johnny Kim made an appearance? I don't know. We like to talk to Johnny Kim every once in a while. He's a big deal. He's a big star. I love Johnny Kim. He I don't like a me very much. Oh, actually he does. He uh, him and I buried the hatchet fairly recently. If you're a regular listener to this broadcast and whatever incarnation it has been, um, I buried the hatchet fairly recently. We are going to go get Stacy Russo. The fantastic Stacy Russo is going to join us here in a few moments. I believe there is Stacy. How are you? It's James Love from iHeartRadio giving you a call for your radio interview. How are you? I'm good. How are you doing? Pretty good, actually. We've got uh, Stacy Russo uh, joining us here on Skype Audio, and uh, we are going to go uh, grab our co-host here real quick, uh, Jaybird Wells. She is going to join us as well to uh, chat with Stacy today here on our big broadcast. And um, uh, while, while we're waiting on Jay to connect with us, go over to JiggyJaguar.com, uh, the all-new JiggyJaguar.com, and uh, uh, download our app. It is available over there as well, and you can uh, find us on social media and uh, do all that stuff over there at JiggyJaguar.com. And um, our last guest for uh, for this hour is uh, Stacy Russo, and she uh, joins us here on the 
aforementioned Skype audio. And um, Stacy has a very, very interesting story. She has a, a great book. And uh, let's tell you a little bit about this book. It is absolutely amazing. It is a brand new book. It explores the influential Southern California punk rock scene of the 1970s and the 1980s through interviews with women who lived it. It is called We Were Going to Change the World, and it's by Stacy Russo and uh, forward by Mike Watt. And uh, it is a brand new book. It explores the influential, as I mentioned, Southern California punk rock scene. Uh, this punk rock scene of the 1970s and the 80s uh, is widely recognized as one of the most vibrant and creative periods in rock and roll over the years. Many books have come out exploring this explosive time in music and culture, but none have exclusively exclusively focused on the vitality and the uh, influence of women who played such a crucial role in the incredibly dynamic movement. And Stacey Russo is the author. She has created a unique book about the punk rock era, focusing on the women who were such a huge part of it. We are going to change the world. Interviews with women from the 70s and 80s, Southern California punk rock scene. And um, tell tell us a little bit about why you decided to write this book. Yes, yeah, so thank you so much for your support, and I can tell your enthusiasm for the book. That's yes. awesome. Yes. So I'm a librarian and a professor at Santa Ana College in Santa Ana, California, but in the 1980s, I was a punk rock girl. <laughs> and um, it, had, it has greatly influenced the rest of my life, so I can definitely say, you know, how I am as an educator, um, what I call even my daily activism of what I do, you know, throughout the day in terms of how I treat people or definitely try to treat people the best, how I'm open to people who are different from me, how I embrace a do-it-yourself philosophy in so much of my life, and um, just so many other ways the punk rock scene influenced me. So I decided several years ago I want to interview other women like me who are now in their 40s, 50s, 60s, or older who were involved in the scene in different ways and ask them, you know, why did you get involved? How are you involved? And did it end up influencing your life in any way? And that's pretty much how the project started. And the result is this book that includes interviews with 37 of the women. Fantastic. It is Stacy Russo. She's with us today. We were going to change the world is the topic. Also the uh the great book. Um before we uh before we get into it here uh, too much further. Um what's your website, social media? Um how how do, how do we find you and uh and and as Jay Bird Wells likes to do to our guests from time to time, stalk you on social media. <laughs> I'm actually very easy to find on social media just under my name, Stacy Russo. And it is my personal page, but anyone who's interested in my work is welcome to send me a friend request, of course. I'm also easy to find through the college website, um, the Santa Ana College Library website. And anyone who has questions about my book or wants to communicate with me can always email me. So I'm very, very accessible. And, um, One thing that I like to always tell people when I'm talking about my project, because it was very much a do-it-yourself project. You know, I went and met most of the women in their homes. I had two little recorders that I took with me and um, worked on it, you know, myself. And I want to let people know that if this project inspires them and they just want to talk with someone about how to do a project like this, I'm completely accessible to talk with anybody. 
Fantastic. Sounds like my sister from another mother. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, oral history is such a great way to document, um, you know, a cultural movement, something in history. It could be a group of people who witnessed an important event. It could be people who live in a certain neighborhood or all work in the same job. I mean, there's so many things you can do by interviewing people and compiling the interviews and getting these stories out there that you feel are important. So it, that's why I always want people to know, if this inspires you, contact me and I can talk with you about what you want to do and <laughs> help you get started. How, how do you spell your last name? It's R-U-S-S-O, and my first name is S-T-A-C-Y, so it does not have an E. <laughs> <laughs> I wondered about that. Stacy Russo with us today. We were going to change the world. She joins us today here on a big broadcast. And uh, this this incredible book it is uh, it, it is absolutely amazing. Stacy has created basically a unique perspective here. In addition uh, to many of the musicians and different people that were in, involved in the uh, in the scene back then, um, Stacy has interviews with fans, um, scenesters who added so much color and energy. To the music scene. Um, tell us a little bit about some of the different folks that you interviewed uh, for this great book. Yeah, definitely. So one thing that also makes this book different than a lot of other books about music or you know cultural movement is that I really tried to include people who are involved in a lot of different ways. So punk rock definitely has music, you know, at the center of it. But there's so much more when there's a scene like that. So it's the music, but it's also writing and photography and art. And then the audience is also incredibly important. So there wasn't as much of a boundary, you know, between the performers and the audience. Everybody was there, and it was a shared energy. So in the book, I do include women who were involved in all those different ways, such as um, women who created fanzines, which are small self-published magazines. And I did one of those with my friends back then called Anti-Establishment. Also women who were photographers, definitely musicians, um, women who were writers and journalists. And then a lot of the interviews are women who were fans. So their stories are um, actually take up a large percentage of the book. And what I have found is that people really respond to that. And I think that also shows how important it is to not only focus on the more well-known and famous people, but also get what you might consider, you know, the everyday people. Um, These are not regular women, but I think you understand what I mean. Because I've had women come up to me and say, thank you so much for including regular women in your book. And I'm like, well, these women, you know, are not your average woman. (laughs) But I know that they're saying that because they see themselves in those stories. So there are a lot of those stories, but then there are women who may be known to people even outside of the punk rock scene, like Xene Cervanka, the singer from X. Another very influential woman in the book is Alice Bag, also a musician. Someone named Kira, who played bass for Black Flag. Also um, Jennifer Finch, who played bass for L7. So there are these women like that. There's also a very influential performance artist named Johanna Wendt. So it's um, a collection of all these different stories, and it shows 
how they, you know, these women were involved in different ways in punk rock. Couple questions for you, Miss Russo. Uh, one, <laughs> sure. did you have to change anybody's name to protect their identity? And two, I'm trying to wrap my head around how did you organize the interviews? <laughs> yeah. Um, so, in regards to the names, um, and actually the interviews in general, and how I approached that, the women on the release form were able to put down how they wanted their name to appear when the book is published. So there may be, a, I know at least one, I'm just kind of thinking off the top of my head right now, who doesn't have her last name in there. Um, but I believe that all the women do have their their real name. <laughs> so they wanted to go with that. Um, in regards to the interviews, after I interviewed each woman, I sent her her interview. So at that time, she could decide if she wanted to edit anything, add anything, remove anything. I wanted them to feel comfortable with their interviews so that when it was published, they felt like it was definitely their story. So I tried to remove my voice as much as possible. That's why when you read the interviews, it's not in a question-answer format. It's as if someone's just talking to you in the first person, and it's fairly raw, and they're telling you their story. So I would start out by asking them a little bit about their early life and how they got involved in punk rock and how they were involved. So all the women answered similar questions. But then based on those answers or how they were involved, there would be, of course, different questions I would ask them. And then all they really did was try to shape it in a, a linear format. So as you're reading the interviews, because, you know, when we talk, we jump all around in different time periods of our life and all that. So I had to rework some of it to make sure when you're reading it, it makes sense because it's not you're not in the conversation, <laughs> you know. So, But um, that was really about all, was just um, making sure they were accessible and readable and the women were happy with their interviews. Is each interview a different chapter or different scene? Mm -hmm. yeah. How does that play? Yeah, so these are all great questions. So, yeah, it's um, different from some other oral history books that have been published mm -hmm. that do more of a, sort of a, a cut-up method where they might organize chapters by subjects or themes and um, take, you know, little excerpts from different people's interviews to make that chapter, um, which is great. It's another way to definitely do it. But this is really, um, each chapter is a unique woman's story. So you're with each woman for those length of pages for her chapter. So it's organized like that. And then they're organized in the book alphabetically. I didn't want the women grouped. I wanted, um, and I didn't want some of the women who are definitely more well-known to somehow get more of a presence. So that's why they're grouped alphabetically by their first name. So one chapter you might be reading is someone like, Xene, you know, from X. The next one might be a woman who was a fan. So that's pretty much how they're organized. Sounds like everything was pretty well thought out and, and edited. I'm, I'm very curious. <laughs> I mean, it was, um, it probably, you know, it's a published book now, so it appears that way. But I'm, I'm sure, as you know, working on a project, it can feel pretty crazy when you're really in the thick of it. <laughs> oh, and, yes. Um, yeah, and, you know, dealing with, 
you know, 37 women and making sure I hear back from them, keeping track of, of all of it. Um, of course, I have a very busy job as a professor at a college, so I had to do all this in the evenings and weekends. So um, it was um, pretty crazy there, but ultimately, um, and I am, since I'm a librarian, maybe I tend to um, do fairly well with organizing things. <laughs> so that probably helped. <laughs> Do you uh, foresee yourself doing another writing project, or? I do, yeah. So actually, this is, um, We Are Going to Change the World is my third book, and my next book that's coming out later this year is a book about activism. So I do mention my roots in punk rock within that book, but it's a different type of book. Um, the title is Love Activism, but it also includes 10 interviews. So it's not an entirely oral history or, you know, a book like this one, but it does include interviews with 10 people who are doing amazing work in their communities to, you know, help others and to make the world better. And um, I'm just now starting the next, next project, which is going to be much more like the punk rock book, but it's going to be a collection of interviews with activists. Um, probably just throughout the country who are doing different kinds of work. I really um, have discovered how much I love bringing people's stories to an audience and how powerful that is and how meaningful that is. So that's um, my writing has definitely gone in that direction. <laughs> Two parts of my question. Uh, one, for, for my sci-fi, I had a young adult librarian give me a review that was included with the book. And then I've got reviews that's not included with the book. Can you give me one in one quote for your your book that was included, and then one quote that is after it's published? Sure. Um, so one quote from one of the interviews, for example. Well, no. The, the, do you have a, a a quote that came with the book? Did you have somebody read the book before it was published, and then did, was it included with the book? Um, no, I don't. I don't believe so. the The title of the book, though, comes from a longer quote, so I don't okay. know if you're thinking of that. But so go for and it. That actually kind of helps to explain the title. And this quote comes from Exene, and it's, We thought we were going to change the world. I thought we were going to revolutionize the way men and women reacted with each other in politics, art, culture, and music. Um, that quote's really helpful because some people wonder, you know, why isn't it called We Changed the World? Why is it We Were Going to Change the World? And I think that the title is best as we we're going to change the world because you could easily argue that in some context, perhaps punk rock has changed things, like musically with self-expression and dress, you know, and fashion and all that. But with politics or, or gender issues, I don't really think you could say we changed the world. So that, that quote kind of helps explain that title, I feel. And then in regards to other quotes, um, there are a good number of reviews on the book. I don't have them in front of me, though, but I know that a bunch of them are listed on Amazon. The book has, I'm very, I have much gratitude that the book has received a lot of attention. So it has been reviewed in a lot of different places, and I know the publisher has listed some of those 
reviews, quotes from those reviews on Amazon and also on the Santa Monica Press website, I believe. That answered both of my questions. That's pretty cool. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. It is Stacy Russo. She's with us today. We were going to change the world is the topic. And uh, Jay Birdwell's with us today, our best-selling author friend. And uh, also, as uh, many of the folks in the podcasting space have referred to her as a loudmouth Woody Broad. Um, yes. She is, she, is, she is with us today as well. And, uh, and, and, and Jay, this, th- this book sounds like something that uh, is right up your alley, my friend. Yeah, I'm, I just... As a reader myself, because authors should be readers, I am very intrigued with the organization and how you pulled it off. And, and I have this huge thing about people watching. So uh, that's yeah. pretty much all down my, my alley. So I look forward <laughs> to looking for it. Right. I mean, part of the organization and, and how I did it, too, which might also answer that question you asked me earlier, I first just created a flyer, which is very much like punk rock. <laughs> And um, it just mentioned the project, you know, what I was trying to do. And it, and I basically asked women to contact me if they were interested in participating. So I posted the flyer physically around some places in Los Angeles and Orange County here in Southern California. And then I also posted the flyer in social media on Facebook and different groups. And I thought I'd have to maybe take out ads to find women in something like the LA Weekly, but it turned out that it was shared so much. I'm glad I didn't do that because women started contacting me and they wanted to participate. So that's how I found most of the women who are in the book. And then about a third of the women I contacted directly because I already knew of them and I reached out to them and asked if they would be a part of it. Um, And then, like I mentioned, I I went physically and met most of the women in their homes. And one thing that I wasn't anticipating was how emotional the project was going to be for me and how much I loved these women. Like, almost instantly, I just felt like, this woman's great, you know, when I was interviewing them. And I have actually now have new friends from the project. So many of the women, because they still live around here, of course, only a few I had to do over the phone because they don't live in this area. Um, We've now had dinner together. We've had coffee together. They've come to my home. So I was not anticipating that as well, that I would get these new friends out of doing this project. (laughs) It happens. And, I mean, like, Authors 30, 40 years ago were, like, uh, put on pedestals where readers didn't sit there or, or people that you research with didn't communicate with. And it seems like in this day and age, social media has made it to where we're required to, like, I don't know, be a shoulder to cry on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And, you know, really, that's one thing about punk rock is the idea that there are no idols, you know. So I would really hope that no one, even my students in the classroom, you know, think that I'm somehow better or, you know, I'm not reachable. I would want people to always feel, no matter what, that they can reach out to me and and I'm here, you know. So, um, I honestly admit I've been racking my brain this whole time thinking that your voice sounded familiar. And I might have contacted your library like five years ago to do research for my book. 
So I don't oh, know. Oh my gosh, that is so, so fascinating. <laughs> I don't know if that. I mean, because you said Orange County, right? Yes, I'm at Santa Ana College, which is, um, you know, about 30 miles or so from downtown LA. Yeah, I, I bugged Orange County and a couple other counties over there. The <laughs> yeah, so maybe we talked on the phone. <laughs> I know. <laughs> that would be funny. But the description of you that I just heard um, does make it sound like this book is, is definitely right up your alley. <laughs> Probably. You, you have no idea. I'm just, I'm an iceberg, and this is just the tip. <laughs> We've got uh, Stacy Russo with us today. She joins us live. She has got a fantastic, fantastic book out there. And um, before we let you go, my friend, because I know our time's limited here with you, um, how do we get a hold of you online, pick up your book, social media, all that? Yeah, so the, the book is very accessible. So it's um, accessible to purchase through places like, you know, Barnes & Noble online or Amazon. It's also in many bookstores, so I would highly recommend if there's an independent bookstore near you that you contact them to see if the book is there. I know in California it was at Barnes & Noble when it first came out. I imagine it's still there and also at a lot of independent bookstores. And, um, and then, again, you can easily find me through the Santa Ana College website, through the library. Um, you can contact me that way. You can find me on Facebook. If you just search for Stacy Russo, um, my last name, R-U-S-S-O, I'm very easy to find that way. And um, any questions about the book or anything, I'm here to talk to anybody who'd like to talk to me. Good stuff. Well, uh, before we let you go, Jay, do you have any more questions for uh, for Stacy before we let her go for today? Um. I I really want to know how this idea came about. I mean, was was it wanting to like put a closure to the past? No. Um, one thing I didn't mention earlier was several years ago I went to a workshop by an organization called Voice of Witness, and they're in San Francisco, and they have a workshop every summer for educators. I think it's now open for anyone to go to it, and it's all about how to do an oral history project. So I went to that workshop because I've always loved, you know, memoir, autobiography, you know, personal narratives and all that. So I went to that workshop, and I didn't have this project in mind, but through the course of that week, this um, idea came to me, and it was really because of growing up in the punk rock scene myself that I wanted to contact other women who are now older like me who were part of the scene in the 70s and 80s and ask them about their involvement. So it was a very personal project. So it definitely wasn't about closure in any way because I still see this even though I don't look punk rock, I don't listen to punk rock every day, <laughs> I still see punk rock as definitely a, a big part of my life, you know, as a root and a foundation of who I am as a person. So it was really to give voice to women who are part of the scene. Um, many times there are women's voices in books like this, but they're usually a small percentage, if at all, in there. This book changes that and gives them full representation because the book is only women's voices. So that kind of gets to, you know, why I wanted to do it, you know, initially. Well, it is Sorry. a... 
It is a fabulous book. Uh, you've been a, a terrific guest, and uh, I appreciate you being with us. And uh, Jay, thanks for joining us uh, today on our on our program as well. And uh, I will uh, I will talk to you next week, Jay. And uh, then Stacy, we will be in touch, my friend. Thanks for joining us. Have Thank a good you one. so much, and I hope you both have a beautiful day. Definitely. It's been fun. There goes Jay Bird-Wells and Stacy Russo on Skype, and uh, we are going to take a brief timeout. Uh, hour number two is officially uh, kicked off, and uh, we will take a break, and we will be back with more. Gene Kelly in this hour. Also, uh, Jay Bird-Wells will join us back. NPY and the... Legendary Skylo coming back. Not afford to make payments to the IRS, you may qualify for the CNC tax program. This is a new program, and if you qualify, you won't make any payments to the IRS while in this program. Once you're accepted into this program, the IRS is forced to stop all harassing collection activities. No threatening phone calls, no wage garnishments, no bank levies, and no more monthly payments to the IRS. Get ready to write this number down. It's the most important number you'll ever need to end your your IRS tax nightmare. Call Paramount Tax Relief at 800-549-6183 for a free confidential consultation to find out if you qualify for the CNC tax program. Once you are accepted into the CNC tax program, you won't make any payments to the IRS while in this program. Call Paramount Tax Relief now at 800-549-6183. That's 800-549-6183. Again, 800-549-6183. If you're over the age of 50 and considering buying an annuity in the next 60 days, I have some important news for you. Don't buy an annuity until you understand the pros and cons of annuities. A free book to help you maximize your retirement income from television host and three-time author Josh Melberg has been released. This book reveals little-known truths about annuity strategies in simple-to-understand terms. Grab a pen right now because we are about to offer you this free book that unlocks the five little-known secrets we believe baby boomers and seniors should know before buying an annuity. Call 800-378-8005 now and you'll receive a free copy of Josh Milberg's book, Next Gen Annuity Strategies Revealed. As a bonus, we'll also send you a copy of The Number One Mistakes Retirees Are Making With Their Investments Today and a free DVD on how you can get up to 33% more income in retirement. Call 800-378-8005. That's 800-378-8005. Employees of J.D. Milberg Financial have the appropriate licenses for the products they offer. Welcome to the world famous Jiggy Jaguar radio program. Raw and uncut, Jiggy Jag, you know how you do it. You know what I'm saying? Keeping it all the way live. Broadcasting live from Hutchinson, Kansas. Well, I'm sitting here with a linguist. I had a linguist. no idea. <laughs> I, love I didn't that. know you were in the But I didn't know that you were a wordsmith. <laughs> Call Jiggy right now. 267 22 Jiggy. Hey, Jiggy, what's happening, man? It must be that uh, David Bowie song. Jiggy play guitar. It's a great name, man. Thanks for much having me on the show. Presenting. I'm, I'm Mike Massey, and, uh, you know, you can catch me on Jiggy Jag TV and uh, see a few of my tricks up there. Thanks very much. Jiggy Jaguar. I never knew what freedom was until I saw you lose yours.
in Kansas. Call Jiggy right now. 267-22-JIGGY. Presenting Jiggy Jaguar. Welcome to a special edition, next edition, whatever, of the world-famous Jiggy Jaguar radio broadcast. Gene Kelly is going to be our guest here in just a few. Gene Kelly is a uh, amazing, amazing woodworker. He's a master craftsman, California-based creator of custom handmade furniture, wood turned vessels, and more. Check out GeneKellyWoodworker.com. For more information, we are going to get a hold of Gene Kelly. Thanks for joining us today here on 50-plus AM FM stations across the country and around the world. iHeartRadio as well. And, of course, uh, AM FM 247.com. The mix as well. And uh, we are going to call Gene Kelly here in just a few seconds and get the Master Craftsman on the telephone. And uh, Gene Kelly will join us here in just a few moments. Get more information on Twitter at Enchanted Wood Arts. This is Gene. And I believe there's our guest, Gene Kelly. How are you, my friend? It's James Lowe from iHeartRadio. How are you today? Great, James. How are you doing? Uh, Pretty good, actually. I wanted to uh, get in touch with you because you are absolutely amazing. I'm glad that... uh, We've got you on today. You are a master craftsman. First of all, tell us a little bit about how you got started in the woodworking world. Well, I, you know, I don't really know that, that there was a, a point A that I can really point to um, because it was something that I just did when I was a child um, and, you know, small little projects and things and, you know, banging myself up with, with the hammers and saws and cutting myself with the exacto knife on a little airplane that I wanted to make, you know, out of balsa wood and, you know, that sort of thing. And then I just kept going. Um, it, it took a, a hiatus for a while um, because my parents told me, you can't do that and make any money. And so I listened to them but, uh, for a while. <laughs> <laughs> now, uh, how 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 did you, uh, I guess, develop this skill? Well, you know, it's always been an, an interest, like I just pointed out, and and so it was. It's a matter of just wanting it and and deciding that there's more things that I can that my imagination can uh, run with uh, that I can create you know and created in my mind and and also when i'm sleeping it comes to me in, in the early hours but uh but then you know go out and and put that that thought to uh into form and and it just it just became you know like i have i have a power in myself that i that i wanted to explore and and not that I'm the only person that has that power. I've been, there's many people. In fact, I would say everyone on the planet has the ability to do some form of art if they just want to do it. You know, if they really apply themselves and decide, I want to do it. And, and that's, I was one of those people that said, this is what I want to do. And so um, uh, the answer is, is a lot less um it's it's not as easy to answer as it is to ask that question james i i uh 
I, you know, I'm being a little bit vague, I know, but it, that's because it's not, it's not like a crystal clear answer. How did I develop it? You know, I, in many ways that I developed it was, was just looking at and watching others uh, do what they do and, and, uh, and reading books and magazines and, and, and then, and then buying the equipment necessary to do that and, and um, sometimes making the equipment myself to do what I need to do and, and then go out there and make mistakes. Um, and then and then realize, okay, well, I need to do that differently, and uh, so, you know, that's and then eventually, uh, and I'm still doing that. You know, I, you know, if you count all the years that I've been uh, actually applying myself to wood, uh, you know, I've, I've, that's what I've done for the past what is it, fifty years probably, something like that, maybe more. Um, and, and I still do that. I still am, am learning. And, and if I ever stop learning, then, then you can just pull the sheet over my head and we're done. <laughs> We've got a uh, great guest with us today. He joins us live. He's a master craftsman, master woodworker, Gene Kelly. And, um, Gene, you, you, you've been working on a lot of cool projects, uh, fairly recently. Tell us a little bit about uh, your process and, uh, and some of the different projects you've been working on fairly recently. Well, um, recently, uh, it's been a lot of furniture, um, Specifically, dining type furniture um, rock, are also rocking chairs. Um, what we have, what I do is, is I try to make my furniture as as flowing as possible. It it um, I, I, I've taken a lot of inspiration from uh, a great woodworker, Sam Maloof, who died in two thousand nine, and uh, and. You know, he and I have a very similar concept of what furniture should feel like and look like, and and but he got there before I did because he was 32 years older than me. But but um, um, so I really didn't stand a chance in getting there first. But but um, but I've kind of taken off on on his work and 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 but not only Sam but also. Um, you know, there's been a, a long, many years back, there was a green and green, um, not movement, but they were uh, brothers, that, that architects that build homes and build furniture to go in those homes. And it was very interesting and, and surprisingly um, difficult uh, way to go about it. And I kind of resonated with some of the things that they were doing. Uh, they were bringing some Japanese elements into their design process and and um, they never really built their own stuff they they just designed it and had someone else build it but um, um, you know I, I look at other people's um, artistic ability and and then I and I see how it resonates or not in me and and then I I either use it or discard it and and, and so it becomes a an amalgam of, of um, what feels good, what feels comfortable, and and that's pretty much what my my whole 
design process is is if it's doesn't if it's not comfortable to look at to use to then then i i don't feel like i should be making that it needs to feel like it it fits in the room or it fits on the body and and it, it supports a person when they sit in it um it, comfort that's 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 where it all starts for me it is Gene Kelly. He joins us today here on a broadcast, coast to coast, border to border on iHeartRadio, AMFM, 247.com. Tune in, iTunes, Radio Loyalty, and the Mix, the Mix.FM. He joins us today here on our big program. And um, you, you, you've got all these exciting projects. You're, you're doing all sorts of things. Um, if, if folks want to see your work or be involved in your work, how do they do that exactly? Well, um my website gkellywoodworker.com um and that's the just the initial g kelly with k-e-l-l-y not e-way y woodworker all one no spaces no nothing uh dot com and um and i also have a facebook page that is uh from my previous business name of, of enchanted wood um, which will show you quite a few things on there. The, um, um, or they can contact me, and I can send them photos of some of the stuff that doesn't show up on my uh, website. Um, and my number and my, and my email address is all right there in my, in my website as well. Fantastic. We've got Gene Kelly with us today. He's an expert woodworker. He joins us live here on AMFM, 247.com, iHeartRadio. Tune in, iTunes, Radio Loyalty. And uh, he has taken some incredible, incredible time out of his day to uh, join us today. Now, um, before we let you go, if, uh, if what, what kind of projects do you have coming up here with the new year? Oh, I'm, right now I'm working on a full dining set where it's actually a banquette. Um, type of situation, but it's kind of different because of the the configuration that the woman wants. It's a um, rather than the typical um, upholstered seat um, with a um, a wood slat um, back. The uh, she wants it opposite of that because she has cats that are ruining the upholstery. So she wants it uh, sculpted seats and um, upholstered backs, and that's kind of an interesting concept. So the bench is going to be that, and as well as three, the, the chairs are going to be that as well. And then there will be a table involved, all out of black walnut, and kind of a fun project. Um, yeah, I'm designing the chairs and the, and the, whole, pro- the whole thing. It's all, it's all comes from, from my imagination. I've got a, um, a, a craft room that, um, that a woman wants me to build for her, um, the furniture in it, that is. Um, I've got another project coming up that's a, uh, a secretary where she, the, she wants um, the claw and ball feet. And then in the front of the drop-down desk on the secretary, the, she wants a, a, the image of her cat carved into the face of this thing, which is something that I've never run across before. Um, but we're going to go there, and it's going to be an interesting thing. Um, you know, there's, well, a four-leaf drop-leaf um, coffee table, which is a kind of an old, old-school um, 
type of furniture that that I have only seen a couple of pictures of, but um, um, they did exist, and then this person wants that. And so I, I do a lot of work with people who who come in with a, a thought of what they want, and I and I will go over the process with them and design um, what they are looking for. And, and then with their approval, then I get started on the work. But many times, you know, I, I, people tell me, well, here's what I'm looking for. Um, show me a design. And, and so, and that's, that's fun for me to, to be able to just let my design process kind of go wild. And, and, uh, I, you know, the one time I, last year I built a coffee table with a glass top, but it was also, it was a three legged, um, coffee table, all very sculpted, all very sleek. And, and, and it sounds strange when I first say it, but, but, um, it, it worked. It's um, it's also that's not something that's on my website. Um, I probably should put it there, but it's a one-off. It's it, one you know designed for one person only, and I'm probably never going to make that one again because that was for them. That was their their uh, custom piece that they wanted. So um, I you know I I have many things that I probably am looking at months of work ahead of me right now um but i'm looking for more all the time I, I'm, I'm hoping to to um just piggyback uh, on top of what i already have and and uh, it's it's becoming a the a, a thing that i always wanted it to be when my parents told me i could never do this so <laughs> <laughs> Well, that is that is awesome. It is Gene Kelly. He's with us today here on iHeartRadio, AMFM, 247.com. Tune in iTunes and Radio Loyalty. Gene, thanks for making time for us today. Thanks for coming on the broadcast and uh, continued success with everything you're doing. I appreciate it, my friend. Well, thank you. Thanks for, the, for taking your time with me. Definitely. Well, there goes Gene Kelly. He joins us today here on Skype Audio, and uh, we thank him for making time for us. And uh, we will take a time out. When we come back, we've got more coming up. It is the world-famous Cheeky Jaguar Radio Broadcast. you or something nah he some guy named Jeff messaged me and on messenger and I was in the bathroom so I didn't want to answer so he's like um well I need to call you right now I'm like okay well I can't do video calls so he calls me on Facebook he's like yeah this is Jeffro he talks about a whole bunch of people that was like gangs gonna jump him or something and I think he asked if he could come to my house. And... <laughs> what, what, I, what I've learned go. is you got to put your number, his number in your phone so when he calls you, you can just ignore it. You don't want a number you don't recognize well, to pick up his Jeffro. He doesn't have so my So everyone, phone put Jeffro's number in Messenger. your phone so you cannot answer it. Yeah, it, it was on Messenger. And he wanted to know how the show was doing. <laughs> Without him on it. <sighs> Actually, excellent. <laughs> Um, now he he um well he I, I kind of don't trust him after what um 
I don't know if anybody's mentioned this, but we were taking photos when Jeffro was on the uh, the um, show. Yes. And I was wearing my Catwoman costume, and oh, I guess God. he just completely fell in love with me in my Catwoman That's costume. That's true. <laughs> That's <And> true. <laughs> I. I was being the smart, witty gal as I was, and, you know, Mike said to sit there and line up against the fence for a picture, so me being in cosplay, I just had to be witty, and I just acted like I was this bad guy getting ready to be frisked by a cop on the on the fence, and <laughs> and whacked me on the ass. Now, in the Comic-Con world, that doesn't really happen. I've only been... Cosplay does from- not mean consent. No, I learned, but Jeffro, he has no rule. He has no morals. He, no. <laughs> he has no morals at all. I, I've only been slapped once, and I was coming out of the bathroom, and I did not even comprehend that a woman would slap my ass when I was coming out of the bathroom. Jesus. That is not a place you get slapped at. Let me tell no. you, that won't be the last time you hear from Jeffro. He Texas calls me on a regular basis. So <laughs> he texts you. I got him he me under the bus and told him to like sit there and, yeah, you got a chance with Jay. <laughs> this is this is the thing I just don't understand. I guarantee him. he's going to come through that door and be at the studio again at some point. At some point, he he, he, he will he will try to make his way here again. I, I know that when we, um, I think it was, um, well, it was you, Michael, that when, when he said something about how he was going to marry Jay, you said, um, yeah. I think she's got a husband. And he's like, so? <laughs> I, it's it's getting where I'm in the celebrity world so much that I actually had a guy, and I'm not going to rat on him, but he said, what do I got to do to be with you just once? And so me being a big mouth when he brought, I said, be a woman from birth. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> so, so besides Jeffro, tell us about some of the other characters. That you must yes, encounter. Yes, I gotta know about all these characters. You mean, like on like, with my sixty-five Facebook account? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, mean, I love it. There's gotta be more people like Jeffro. There's around. gotta be more people like Jeffro out there, Jay. There's gotta be. Um, there a couple years ago, I mean, I would get like pictures and and just you know, constant. Messages about how I needed to like leave my husband for them or whatever. And after I started being more uh, open about being able to shoot, uh, those kind you of need to, you need to leave your husband for me. That's quit. awesome. Yeah. Like, that's really gonna work. <laughs> those guys are so dumb. <laughs> those guys I get are so women dumb. that say it too. So there's women that write her and say you need to leave your husband yeah. for me. Yep. You need yep. to come. You need to come play for the other team, honey. So do you have women say the and, same and thing to you? Come play with their hubby. Yeah, I actually. I don't yeah, know if I've admitted this before, but last year I found out that my best friend had used one of my pictures for her pleasure. Wow! Holy smokes! Yeah. How did you find that out? <laughs> How did you find that out? She told me when I was drunk. <laughs> Well, you know, I have masturbated to you. No. But uh, <laughs> Jay joins us on uh, Skype. Now, 
something else we have to get into here before we get to Tim Uh-oh. from the Naughty Game. And what we're going to do, how we're going to do this, is I'm going to call, I'm going to hang up with Jay, I'm going to call Tim, then I'm going to bring Jay back so she can be involved in the interview with us with Tim. But um, tell Michael about your religious experience last week with our friends from the Calvary Baptist Church. Oh, holy crap. <laughs> I think it's my foot in my mouth. Oh, my goodness. Oh, we had just wrapped up the show, and we had just taken photos. And we were outside, you know, chit-chatting like we always do. And we see this vehicle stop. And it's like it's like an invading army. What? These out. buses like, just oh, rolled the... up, and all these church people got off them, and they just, like, scurried I'm all like... over the neighborhood. I thought, you know, Jehovah's Witnesses, and then I looked at how they the message. like, that's not Jehovah's Witnesses. And I looked down, and I was like, oh, crap, I'm wearing my mini skirt. They're going to target me. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're going to target me. <laughs> you weren't in Jared? Catwoman, though, right? So. Oh, God, <laughs> if she would have been in her Catwoman, I would have been worse. Oh, my goodness. You know, belly dancing Jedi would probably be worse because I was showing my belly. What we need to do sometime is when I when I can figure out what their schedule is of when they're going to be in the neighborhood, that's when we'll have Michael here, and that's when we'll have Jay and her Catwoman out there. I was the Punisher last week. You <laughs> he was wearing a Punisher t-shirt, which... Uh, with the trench coat. With the trench coat, yes. So, Jiggy takes Derek... Over to, to to escort him to his vehicle. I'm stuck out here in the middle of nowhere, going, "Oh my God, please miss me." Please and miss me. I was just praying, just please, Jiggy, come back, because I'm not please. gonna go inside your house without you around. Please so I was just, come miss on, Jiggy, me. just come back. So he doesn't come back, and I was just like, "Oh wow, they're all gone. I missed them." And all of a sudden, these two women and a girl comes right around the corner and I faced like right in front of them all like oh crap and they gave me the spill and I tried to be polite and the one woman she kept trying to get the little I don't know eight year old girl seven year old girl to oh, they, they don't want to hear what you have to say they're just all about what they want to say <laughs> <laughs> they don't want to hear what you gotta say they kept trying to get the eight-year-old to talk to me, and she looked like she didn't want to talk to me. And uh, finally, after I opened my mouth and told her the lady some facts, I said, you know what? You keep trying to shove this girl at oh, me. Yeah. Maybe she wants to talk to me. So I, I asked. I was trying to buy some time so that Jiggy would come rescue me. <laughs> so, so the little girl, she was crying, and I sat down to her level, and I told her, don't be afraid. I got four kids. I got a farm, and she was crying. I reached out and put my finger and pulled up a tear for her, and she acted like I was, like, the plague, and she, like, backed up a bit, and she was just crying. She did not want to talk to me, and they kept forcing her to talk to me, and I just might have sat there and mentioned some facts that they obviously are not not aware of and uh she she asked me if she could pray with me and i told her only if she didn't pray the way she was going to pray and she said she wouldn't and she slipped it in and she did it anyway so she tried deceiving me Hmm. by praying for me and then now now tell him tell tell michael about the christmas tree bit 
This uh, this I think is the is you know oh, I, I I get it. Instead of Jiggy coming around the corner and rescuing me, he starts filming me. <laughs> that sounds about right. I, I looked over him a couple times thinking, hello. Honestly, I'd probably do the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, they, they said something about, well, will you be celebrating Christmas this season? And I'm like, um, no, and... I mentioned something about how I, I uh, don't worship the Christmas tree. And they're like, no, we don't either. And I said, well, I don't bow down in front of it to get my presents out. And they were like, uh, 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 run away, run away. That's ridiculous. So what facts did, what facts did you present them with? <laughs> you're, you're, you're lucky I'm not there, Mike. <laughs> I'd smack you upside your head right now if I could. What so, facts did I present? Yes, what facts did you present them? Because uh, you, you you hit them with the... Uh, and what eating, Jiggy said, they didn't know what to do. They didn't know what the hell to do. Uh, break this down yeah. for Michael. Explain to him what you did to these people. Oh, dear. I, I'm, I'm, I'm just a dumb entertainer. <laughs> she just... She, I, we want to be entertained. I, we want to be entertained. I, I okay. I will entertain you without turning a what is that one rapper who couldn't keep his hands off himself while he was talking about his religion? Skylo. <laughs> I think he I was on today. We just talked to him. <laughs> we just talked to him a little bit ago on the phone. Let me tell you, Derek got fired up. <laughs> <laughs> yes, and I did get video, all of it. <laughs> Oh boy, I missed something good. But uh, let's do this. I'm going to hang up with Jay for just a second. I'm going to save this file. Be right back. Give me like two seconds. Don't don't go anywhere. Uh, Jay Birdwell's joining us on. Okay, we are doing a uh, pre-tape for our Cheeky Jaguar radio broadcast, which airs each and every Monday through Friday, 6 p.m. Central, 7 p.m. Eastern on Talk America Live. And uh, we have got the fantastic NPY joining us today here on the big broadcast. Nicholas Patrick Yout joins us. And uh, how are you, sir? I'm doing pretty good, man. How are you doing? Pretty good, actually. Well, uh, for folks that haven't heard you on the show before, give us a little bit on your background, my friend. Well, I am a white rapper from Peavey, Missouri, and it's a small town right outside St. Louis, Missouri. It's top of St. Louis. Um, this has been my dream ever since I was a kid. I've been performing in front of family and shit ever since I was a kid, and uh, pretty much, man, it's just something I've always wanted to do, and each year I get a step closer to my goal, and really all my goal is is just get a house and pay for it off of music. I ain't... Yeah. have a Bugatti yeah. or anything or whatever you call them. But well, uh, so 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 you're doing music and uh, you've you, you've you've got all sorts of things going. Uh, what do you have coming up for the new year here, man? Oh man, uh, right now I got a I got a CD releasing um, next week on Friday on the twelfth. Yes, and it's kind of like it's kind of like just a throw together of all my personal favorite tracks that I've done from the beginning in 2013 all the way up till now, and uh, that'll be available for three dollars a pop, and it's available everywhere. I mean, I'll, I'll be mailing them out, but 
if anybody in Hutch wants one, it's only $5 to mail it out. I don't charge any extra than that for shipping and handling, just $2 extra. Awesome. And, uh, I got tours coming up. Uh, I'm coming to Kansas, uh, hopefully in June. If not June, then July. And uh, I'm going all over in Kansas, McPherson, Salina. Hutchinson, That's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. Nicholas Patrick Yout, NPY, joins us today here on our big broadcast. And uh, we are uh, taping this edition uh, for our radio program, Talk America Live, each and every day, also iHeartRadio. And uh, NPY joins us here on the program. And um, so so social media, music, websites, if people want to get a hold of you, keep in touch with you, all that, how do they do that, NPY? Oh... Are you ready? Yes. Give it to me, man. We're, 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 we're waiting for it. Give it to us. All right. I'm trying to remember all of it. Uh, Facebook is NPY Music. Uh, so is Instagram. It's NPY underscore music. Uh, SoundCloud, NPY. YouTube, NPY Music and NPY Music Family. I have two on there right now. I'm about to make a third one because I can never remember the password. Yep. yep. Uh, Reverb Nation, NPY. I don't have a Twitter, um, and if you uh, want to know anything about booking or features or anything like that, you can email my manager, Vincent, at uh, vincent.mpymanager at gmail.com, and uh, we're, we're just staying busy out here, man, for real, just trying to make it out of a small town. Awesome, awesome. NPY joins us today here on our big broadcast, and... Uh we're getting calls. We're getting all. We're, everybody's getting fired up here. And uh, uh, Skylo, hold the line, man. I got MPY on the line. I'll be right with you in just a second, brother. Hey, tell, tell Skylo MPY said what's up, man. Yeah, 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 yeah. Sky, Skylo, Skylo's got a new single. We're gonna be talking to him here in a few. But uh, I, 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 right, I, I didn't want to interrupt your interview, brother. We are, we, we are trying to get you in, trying to get you out here because we got a lot of moving parts today. Well, We've yeah, got yeah. studio well, guests. Right, we got porn stars. We're all over the place, man. Um, yeah, NPY. Okay. You're playing me first, though. You hear me? Because Sky, Skylo, he can, he can, he blow my shit out the water. I'm glad you guys playing me first. <laughs> <laughs> we got NPY with us today here in a program. Coast to coast, border to border on the TuneIn, on iTunes, Radio Loyalty, Stitcher, and of course uh, the brand new Jiggy Jaguar app available in the App Store. Go download the Jiggy Jaguar app right now. Now um, you have got uh, some some good music out there. We are uh, going to play one of your tracks here in just a few. Um, tell us a little bit about your music and some of the specific themes and and, and different things that you cover in your music, my man. It's simply one thing, really. It's my life. Every song, everything I say is true. And it's just every, I don't know, it's how I feel at that moment. Whenever I write that song, however I'm feeling at that moment or whatever's going on in my life at that moment, that's what that's what my music's about, you know? Awesome. Awesome. It's NPY. He's with us today here in our broadcast. We're going to play some of his music here in just a few. we got Alex Fox coming up here in just a few moments. Also, uh, the the man, the myth, the legend, Mr. Skylo, is going to join us here on the broadcast. And uh, Now, um, once again, if, if, if people want to find your music and people want to get in touch with you and they want to be involved with you, my friend, how do they do that? Um. NPY Music on Facebook, NPY Music on Instagram, NPY Music YouTube, uh, NPY on SoundCloud. Uh, you can even add me as a 
personal friend on Facebook, Nicholas Patrick Yount, Y-O-U-N-T. Awesome. And uh, Awesome. Just, I'm always posting. I'm always talking to people. I'm never going to be famous, never want to be famous, never will act like I'm famous. Nicholas who? Nicholas Patrick Yout. And we are going to go to his uh, song here in just a few moments. And uh, tell us about I Don't Drink. That's actually my uh, a good buddy of mine. His name's J Money the Great. No spaces in it. You can look him up. J Money the Great. One word. No spaces in it. That's a good good buddy of mine. I met through uh, another friend of mine named Slim. He unfortunately got killed uh, a little over a year ago. He's actually somebody I promoted a show for on your show. Yep. Uh, yep. Back in, you remember that? Yes, he, indeed. He got, yes, he indeed, man. Killed. He got killed four days after that. After that interview. Well, uh, we are going to go to that song. It is I Own Drink and uh, featuring yeah, MPY. It's, it's on Jay Money the Great's Road to Royalty Mixtape. Look it up on YouTube. The dude is a genius when it comes to lyrics, for real. Fantastic. Great no spaces in it. YouTube, Fantastic. Facebook, SoundCloud, all that. Well, uh, we're going to do this. I'm going to let you go, brother. We're going to play the song, and uh, we're going to get to our next guest. Kylo's waiting in line for us. We're, we're going to get to him, man. Uh, we're going to play the dr- right. we're going to play the track, and uh, we will talk to you soon. Have yourself a wonderful, wonderful weekend, brother. You too, my friend. Thank you, man. There goes NPY. Here it is. I don't drink. Featuring NPY right now. I'm just sipping on it. Smoking and sipping, honestly, I don't do liquor. But give me sprites and some vikes and NyQuil, I'll mix my elixir. I go through trees like wood chippers. Hit me up if you need them. It's money season and I ain't beef unless it's bread on my freedom. Hey, never been much of a drinker. I stay in my lane like I don't need a blanket. My girl, she get wet as a sprinkler. I don't need them hoes so my homies can keep them. I came to turn up and I ain't stopping now. We get the party jumping whenever we stepping out. But I don't drink, I'm just sipping on that pink, yeah. But I don't drink, I'm just sipping on that pink, yeah. I came to turn up and I ain't stopping now. We get the party jumping whenever we stepping out. But I don't drink, I'm just sipping on that pink, yeah. But I don't drink, I'm just sipping on that pink, yeah. But I don't drink. Sipping on that paint, I'm just sipping on that paint, sipping on that paint, yeah. Fuck it, the most hated and most faded. Yeah. J-Money the greatest, and we chasing big faces. Roll the L up and face it, give a fuck about probation. I always keep on blazing, never changing, I ain't famous. I've been sipping on that lean, maybe purple, maybe pink. Need that codeine in my cup and add a Sprite to make it sweet. Yeah. Strong out, I'm an addict, lost my mind in the attic. Sober, that can't happen. If it does, I'm relapsing. Her ass fat, gotta grab it. Bend her over, then smack it. Reason havoc just happens. Having static's a habit. I came to turn up, and I ain't stopping now. We get the party jumping whenever we stepping out. But I don't drink, I'm just sipping on that paint, yeah. But I don't drink, I'm just sipping on that paint, yeah. I came to turn up, and I ain't stopping now. We get the party jumping whenever we stepping out. But I don't drink, I'm just sipping on that paint, yeah. That is I don't drink. It is NPY, and it is 
the world famous Jiggy Jaguar radio broadcast here on Talk America Live each and every day, 6 Central, 7 Eastern. And uh, we appreciate you making time for us today. And uh, we are going to take a break. And uh, when we come back here on Talk America Live, we have plenty, oh, plenty of stuff to come up. And uh, download the Jiggy Jaguar app on both the app stores, iPod, Google Play, all that stuff. And uh, we will take a break and be back with more. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. 